This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome, everybody, to episode 45 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined by my good friend, Tom. What's it, what's good this week, Tom? Hi, Dan. Oh, my God. How are, how, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm good, but are you okay? Did you hit your head? Me? I'm, I'm loving life. Sports are great. A lot of fun things going on in sports these days, and there's a lot to be excited for. A lot, and there's more stuff coming. And Wimbledon's right down the road. Every, I'm, it's just a lot of sports. Sports okay. and more sports, and then more sports on top of and the then sports. base, and then baseball, and then baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Which we are trying. If you realize, me, maybe you didn't realize. I know we're not doing this on purpose, but we have tried to stay as far away from baseball. As possible, like we've—I don't think we've talked about baseball for more than like ten minutes since I've been on this show. No, not more than <laughs> five minutes of uh, that. Eventually, we're gonna have to. There's gonna be a time where it's just baseball, and we're gonna open up the show talking about baseball, and it's gonna be baseball, <laughs> and and baseball, <laughs> and then baseball. Um, but first topic on on the docket is that NBA Finals. Yes, yes it's over. And who won, Dan? Them Toronto Raptors. They have brought it back to Jurassic to Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your butts. That was uh, an interesting series. A very close series. Every game except for one of them was pretty, well, maybe two. I don't know. What's considered a blowout in basketball? I'd say any more than 15 points is probably a blowout. So I'd probably... 15. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so just, just one just game. Just one then. game, three, 123-109. Yeah. So, I mean, every game is just pretty much super close. Um, a couple of them were just by a couple of points. Uh, now, I didn't get to watch the, 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 the final game. So why don't you give a quick recap of how game, uh, what was it, six? Game six. Yeah, game yeah. six went down. Well, the whole game was back and forth. It'd be like Toronto would be up three. Then next thing you know, Golden State would be up three. Then okay. Raptors up two, Golden State up two. It's just like it was a seesaw battle back and forth, back and forth. That's fun. That's fun. And then next thing you know, Toronto opens up and they got a nine point lead at one point. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Steph Curry just starts hitting threes, one after another, after another, after another. And next thing you know, Golden State went on like a 14 to two run. Oh, boy. To then take the lead by almost a, almost a dozen. I think it was like nine or 10 point lead. And I'm like, oh, no, not again. They're going to choke again. <laughs> I was, Son of a bitch. I'm, I was so upset. I bet. And then. The turnover party started off oh, no. both sides. It, oh, okay. It was throwaways by Draymond Green, throwaways by Danny Green. It was the, it was the green turnover party. Um, the green party. It was the green party. It was the green party. <laughs> but Draymond Green <laughs> tossed at least two sh- um, passes out of bounds. Danny Green mm-hmm. had one tossed out of bounds. 
And the one that hurt uh, almost hurt the most was Danny Green throwing the ball away, up one mm-hmm. with nine seconds left in the game. Oh boy! And I was like, no, no, <laughs> don't do this to me, <laughs> please. No. Like, oh man, that that that's a that's a schwinkter closer right there. When you see nine seconds, because <laughs> in basketball, nine seconds. <laughs> It is. Uh, so like you can cut steel with your shrink there. Um, in nine, nine seconds in basketball typically takes like two hours. So it really does. There was pl- so, many so there was plenty. Of- oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. The last minute of a basketball game is literally the worst moment in sports. Because, like, there's 25 timeouts per team, and every 10 seconds there's, like, four. So to finish the last minute of a basketball game, I can't even imagine what game six of the finals would have been like. It takes literally like 15, 20 minutes. Well, it actually, believe it or not, went quicker than you think. Because on the inbound, uh, Raptors had it really well defended. And then next thing you know, my boy, Pascal Sayakem, knocks the ball out. I'm sorry, what did you say? Pascal Sayakem for Toronto. He's the power forward for Toronto. Oh, oh, yeah. He knocked the ball out of, I believe it was Draymond Green's hand. Again, turnover machine. Okay, yeah. They're all trying to jump on the ball. It's literally three Raptors, three Golden State guys all going at it. Finally, I believe Andre Iguodala landed on the ball and went to call timeout. Okay. Minor detail. Golden State Uh had no timeouts left. So what happens then? Uh, I know what happens in other sports, but what happens in automatic technical foul. On Draymond Green, which leads to two free throws by Toronto, and Toronto keeps possession. Oh no! (laughs) And that was that was probably with about three seconds left in the game. That's that's and that and that and that was how Golden State lost. That's kind of a crappy ending. It really was. I was like. Oh no! <laughs> what happens? And then like, I, now you got to think like, what's a worse way to end it? Getting blown out five one at home or doing that? I'd say cl- trying to call a timeout when you don't have one. That's pretty. That's a pretty lousy way to to lose a game. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's so bad. That's pretty bad. It's like timeout, time, time. What? What do you mean I got done? I stop. Give me a timeout. Uh, <laughs> oh like, my ankle. I know you're probably caught up in the moment at the time and all that, but you have to have some kind of awareness that you have no timeouts, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. Cause, I feel like you have to know. Because at that point, it was uh, 112-110. So then the Raptors got the ball. They they hit the two free throws, 114-110. And then on the inbound, Kawhi got fouled, uh, but the time had run out. So then okay. that was it. And that was it. Uh, a little unfortunate way to end it, but uh, Toronto ended up winning. You know, you picked them. I did. So congrats for picking the, the correct team there. Um, uh, I wanted them to win, so we both wanted them to win. You know, I, I don't have anything against the Warriors, but I, I, I like when other teams go in there, and especially when a team like the Raptors, who I've always sort of followed, as we talked about last week, I was pretty happy to see that they won. I wish I could have watched it. I, I just, I wish I had ABC. I mean, that was <laughs> like, the case with most of the major tournaments that we that we just had in all the different sports, mm-hmm. minus the French Open. I mean, everyone kind of expected yeah. Nadal to win. I mean, you got right. the Stanley Cup we talked about last week with the St. Louis Blues was, winning for yeah. the first time in 50-plus yep. years. I mean, that's always mm-hmm. great. It's a great story. 
Yeah, Nadal kind of messed the, the the whole like great story thing. We had great story in the NHL. We had a great story in the NBA. Like we could have had a great story uh, if Don, Dominic Team had won. That would have been a, a, a classic. Uh, but he, he he barely won a game, so I guess that's not happening. So he kind of ruined it there. And we're gonna talk about golf soon, and that was a cool story too. That's oh, why I'm so man. excited. We've had we've had such an amazing period of sports. Just in the past couple of weeks, it's pretty phenomenal. Well, congrats, Toronto. Yeah, good that's, for them. Uh, that's impressive. And, and I, now, I hope they get. I hope they get Vince Carter back. That'd be cool, just a, a, as a little like I don't even know what to call it, but for for Vince to end his career there, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. He he needs to retire um, as a Raptor. It just needs to happen. It would be nice. Now, let me ask you this: um, Who do you think they have a chance at uh, winning again next year? Because like I feel like I've heard mixed signals from people. It's like people think that they're, this is a one-time thing, and now Kawhi Leonard might get shipped out or might leave. I don't know if his contract is up. So his contract is up. It is. It is. So he's okay. a free agent. But the talk okay. is is that one, after winning the title, actually Kyle Lowry, who was phenomenal in games five and six, actually yeah. led a chant during the parade, which was, I believe, either yesterday or today, um, for five more years. Really? Oh yeah, and the whole he had the whole crowd going, and Kawhi's looking down, and he was smiling. He wasn't like awkward well, about it. I hope he signs on for five more years. I think he deserves yeah. it. That'd be great for Toronto, for especially for Toronto, and I'm sure he'll get paid pretty well in this deal. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty. That's a that's a good idea because now. <laughs> Now you leave Kawhi Leonard with this really weird spot. It's like, damn, if I don't re-sign with this team after the entire city just chanted five more years, now I'm going to look like a like a douchey McDoucherson. Oh, absolutely. So, and, so do you think he'll re-sign? I think he will. Yeah? I don't know about five years, but I'm maybe, maybe two to three. I'd say maybe three. I, I bet you Toronto would be happy with uh, even just the two, just like yeah. just getting back for the next couple of years and try to build off of this momentum. Now you might you have the chance to uh, to maybe get another person to join this team because it's a championship team. And now if you keep Kawhi Leonard, maybe you get one more big, more, uh, another big name that goes and joins, and then all of a sudden you might have a, uh, the new dynasty. You know, you never know. The talk is that uh, Jimmy Butler is a free agent in uh, out of Philly. And that he, oh. he might go and join the Raptors. So if he joins, that that, that coaxes Kawhi to stay. So then yeah. their lineup looks like Kawhi Leonard, uh, Serge Ibaka, Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam, Kyle Lowry, and and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that 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 would be another competing kind of team. If that happens, then you might actually see a Toronto-Golden State final again next year. You really could. I'd even go so far to say as like a Houston-Toronto. I think a Houston or Denver is going to make a, make a run this offseason. Do you think Golden State is done? You know, they're not going to like have Kevin Durant next year. That is a well-known fact. They might, according to uh, reports I was reading earlier today, they might not have Clay for most of the season next year. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Injury. Yeah, and that 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 could be an entire year's worth of recovery. And Steph can't do it himself, which we've seen. You know, no, like he played fine. He had he had a, a fine 
uh, series, but they didn't win. But but we talked you know? about it. We talked about the other pieces stepping up. I mean, Draymond yeah. Green did a great job stepping up. He did an awesome job. Well, yeah. But yeah. the thing for me, it was the big men. The big men needed to step step up. Kyle Kevin Looney didn't do that much. Demarcus mm-hmm. Cousin was a freaking ghost. Yeah. He was yeah, nowhere to bad. be found, and you signed him for big money. He is a humongous waste of money. If I'm Golden State, My- either you re-sign him to a one-year contract and say, this is what you're making because you played like garbage last year, or you ship him off and get rid of him and find someone else. My buddy uh, compared uh, Cousins' performance and his play to uh, Dwight Howard going to the Lakers. Everybody was so excited to have a big guy, and then Dwight just did nothing for the team. If anything, the team was way worse when he was playing. Uh, He made that comparison, so making that comparison means something, and that's not always a good one. No, that's never good. Um, I mean, you could even go so far as to say Blake Griffin to Detroit. Everyone was super excited yeah. about Blake Griffin going to Detroit. They're like, oh, he's a yeah. former, you know, I mean, he's a huge big guy. He was this huge star sure. in the Clippers. And what did he do? He didn't yeah. do diddly out there. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And uh, later on in the show, we're going to be talking about another big move that happened that's going to shake up the West uh, to play into your to your potential downfall of the Warriors. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that later, but... Um. Yeah, Toronto won. Pretty, pretty excited for them. Yeah. Congrats. They they deserved it. From the way they looked, they they seem to have played a very good uh, series, and they deserved the win. Yeah. And the thing I like about them before we move on to the next topic is that they're really humble. It's a really humble squad. It's yeah. not a lot of loudmouth people. Uh, yeah, that's what it seems like. And I love that. They're very <laughs> gracious. They're not. They're not one of those teams that is going to go up and be like, "Oh, we the champs. Oh, we the best." Da, da, yeah, da, da, da. We, they let their play we, do the talking. We live in a society now where these athletes have to have a brand to mm-hmm. succeed. And we're going to talk about that with a, a particular person who was traded to Los Angeles. We're going to talk about that, and uh, I'll use him as a comparison a little later on. But. All these personalities, like you have to play a role almost, you know, and like th- that attitude, that way of acting is part of the is part of the the, the 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 character that they create. Absolutely, and I hate that. I hate that. You know, I watch old clips of sports, and it's like uh, press pre- uh, press game conferences. They would talk to, to to the press just like they do today, but they, they would say, oh, we played pretty well. We could improve on this. We, 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 us, 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 them. You know, it was a team thing, and now it's so much I. Yeah. So much I. Russell so much Westbrook, I, James James Harden. Um, yeah, those guys especially all, basketball. Yeah, they have yeah. A huge egos. Basketball is big on individualism, which is so weird because it's a team sport, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's pretty frustrating, but we'll get into that later on. Anyway, congrats, Toronto. So, under our next topic, golf. Oh my God, what a weekend so, of golf that was! This is such a good U.S. Open. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this event more than I have any golf event since I don't know. I think that's one of two the Ryder be- Cups ago. I think that was one of the best major tournaments in the last decade. Unfortunately, as the as both the NBA and the NHL, the ending of the U.S. Open was the worst part. It, it honestly was like toward the end, it was just 
it, it just wasn't as exciting toward the end. I, I found myself even switching channels once in a while because it was just like, okay, Woodland's going to win. It's too clear. It's clear as day he's going to win now. Uh, so it was a little unfortunate. The rest of it was great. Uh, Gary Woodland, who a lot of non-golf fans probably don't even know who he is. Um, if you're a golf fan, you you know who he is. He's He's been around. I don't, he's never won a major before until this weekend. But he's always he's one of those guys who known for his long ball, and as as I was watching uh, the Fox coverage, which by the way I got to give Fox credit they they're improving they're getting a little bit better at figuring out what golf is. I just can't stand Joe Buck. He is so bad. He's just not a golf commentator. No, he's not. Not even close. <laughs> like I hear his voice, and you know what I think about baseball. playoff baseball. Yep. Yeah. In the same way. So I, I can't listen to him and be like, oh, golf. No, I, I th- they had Jim Nance on who lives around Pebble Beach. That's why they had him on. And hearing his voice, I almost like I had to hide something. You know what I mean? I, I wanted because to cry because <laughs> Jim Nance has <laughs> the perfect golf voice. He's he's the best. He's got the best golf voice. I, I couldn't watch Jim Nance commentate baseball. No. I wouldn't. It just wouldn't work. Joe Buck as a baseball commentator, great. As a golf commentator, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. They they improved, though. They got a little bit better. But uh, they did do... What I liked a lot is they had these little side stories every so often that showed, like, the insides of, uh, of like, players' lives and stuff like that. Really cool. And I found out Gary Woodland, uh, his, him and his wife were expecting twins, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. Um, the boy survived, but they lost the girl, and it yeah. kind of like ruined Woodland's life. And then they end the story by saying, "By the way, Woodland and his wife are expecting twin girls." It's like the weirdest story possible. Super nice. Woodland seems like a fantastic guy. He really is. From from what yeah. I've seen, is especially that video of him uh, at the Waste Management Open in Arizona. With that girl oh, that was who had great. Down with, syndrome, what no, a story! So what a video! I mean, so, it's so heartwarming. You can see in his face how genuinely like excited he was. She birdied. <laughs> she birdied she, the hole by herself. She birdied a par three, <laughs> professional par three. Oh man, I I can't birdie, and I've been playing golf my entire life. I can't get a birdie, and she goes on she with with a crowd screaming, and she just gets a birdie. I was like, that's brilliant <laughs> anyway gary woodland uh he did win the us open but, but my god and, the amount of long putts drained and the chip-ins <sighs> and the crazy wacky shots that almost from everyone the, from everywhere adam scott from, from mcelroy kepka rose we saw we saw so many people get all the way to the top of the leaderboard and then start to vanish because pebble beach does that now pebble beach is one of the hardest courses in the world but unfortunately for for pebble beach it had been raining for like weeks there so it softened up and then it wasn't hot so the greens weren't drying out and they weren't rolling out so the course was easily scored uh there's still i mean not that many people were under par if you really look at it but still, it was, you know, a lot of these pros ate it up. I mean, but it was one of those courses, though, that, like you were saying, you know, with the rain and how saturated it was. Right. That rough was brutal. That rough was, that's oh, a U.S. Open rough right there, baby. Oh, my God, that was so <laughs> brutal. I was looking at, like, Brooks Kepka on that shot where he was on that ru- in the oh. rough above the bunker. 
I couldn't yeah. see his ball. I was like, where the hell these did the ball go? These guys are fitness junkies. They go to the gym all the time. Kepka's a monster. You know, Woodland's a monster. And I was watching them try to, like, swing as hard as they could out of the rough, and the club gets stuck in the rough. And went backwards. And swinging over 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. And, like, <laughs> and it couldn't so even go forward. It was like, it hits the ball, tries to go forward, and it's just like, nope. It just goes backwards. I know. Uh, Kepka was kind of, like, hovering all... All, all, like, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, he was kind of hovering close, but not too, too close. And then Saturday, he got pretty close. And then on Sunday, the hottest golfer on the golf course, he was, like, five under through the first six holes. Adam Scott. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and Kepka. I forgot oh, about yeah, Adam yeah. Scott Adam because Scott he ended up falling apart. Adam Scott was, like, six under through nine. Yeah, yeah, he was crazy, and then then he kind of faltered off. And him was Shoffley as well. Shoffley, I believe, was close to the court yeah. record also, and then he yeah, he got massacred great. on holes. I think twelve I to fifteen. I think it was. I know. Yeah, for example, I, I mentioned uh, my my underdog pick was Molinari. Molinari played well all week long. There was like three times where he was like top three. He was up there all the time, and then he got to the back nine, and he just could not get through the back nine without some sort of big blow-up hole, which a lot of these guys ended up doing. Um, but there was like two or three holes where Molinari would be like 500 par for the day, and then he would triple bogey every day. It's like, God. Uh, but he did pretty well. McElroy, uh, he struggled on, uh, on the final day. A lot of these guys were doing really good on Sunday. Um, but I got to tell you, as – Happy as I am for Woodland and Kepka for almost winning a third straight. You know, kudos to Kepka for I don't know how he does this. He doesn't. He barely plays golf, and he wins almost every major. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but the amateurs is where I, I I was so impressed by some of these amateurs. Victor Hovland, what a performance! Them. He was so Oof. impressive, so good. Um, there was another kid too, um, uh, Wu, Wu, Brandon, Brandon Wu. Wu. Hey, I know he struggled on Sunday, but uh, he finished the tournament at plus one. I mean, it's very rare you see amateurs do that well, do uh, yeah. you know, right around even or even under par. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. that a Hovland broke yeah. a near fifty-six year old record that was held by freaking Jack Nicklaus, yeah, out, well, of, all it, it, out of all people. Is amazing, and apparently he didn't even know he did it because they were interviewing him after, and they were like, "How does it feel to have broken the record?" And he's like, "I, I did what? What record? <laughs> what like, record? I did what? <laughs> hey, yeah, but, uh, excuse me." <laughs> but that's exciting to me because, like, we're constantly putting these. Victor Hovland uh, is supposed to turn pro today. The, we're recording on Monday, so he's he, he he was he's ready to turn pro. So he's ready to start playing on the PGA Tour now. You know, so. All these young, talented players actually playing pretty well. Uh, Hovland tied for twelfth at a U.S. Open. Okay, can I ask you if you know the if you recognize the name Marcus Kinholt? I yeah, I, I've seen the name a couple times. I saw it a couple times over the weekend. So he went 74, 70, 74 first three days. Everyone's like, oh yeah, he's he's four over. He's not going to do much. Sure, went five under on day sure. on, on the final day. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like just these random people. It's there like, he is out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. To get uh, to even par, and yeah. that's a big paycheck difference, by the way. F- to go from like uh, tied for seventy, f- tied for like sixty fifth, all the way down to tied for thirty something. Yeah, that's a that's a big paycheck for that guy. 
Yeah, and this poor amateur, uh, who actually he finished in 79th, which I mean he's still going to get a payday, finished the tournament at plus 20. I mean, okay, but he's also 17. Yeah, by the way, and no, that's what I'm saying is though that's where <laughs> that's where you're normally used to seeing amateurs, like those who haven't yeah, don't have sure. the experience in the open. They finish sure. between you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty over, not going right. four under par. I mean, I mean Correct. that record I, broken what 50, over 50 years. Yeah, it just it doesn't happen. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. Now, uh, Thor, Thorn, Thor, Thor Bjornsson, Thor Bjornsson is his last name. Seventeen years old. Um, he's still in high school, Dan. <laughs> so, like twenty over for four days for a seventeen-year-old high schooler is pretty pretty solid. Yeah, and for at least one or two of those, he was kind of like around plus two. I think on Saturday and then on Sunday he had a couple really bad days. It was it was um, Saturday. He had shot an 84 Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. Uh, but listen, he made the cut. He finished dead last, technically. <laughs> technically speaking, he finished dead last. But he's 17. And if you think that's the last time you've seen that name, you're probably mistaken. You're, you're probably going to see him again. Um a couple other names that we can cover quickly. Uh, Spieth finished a six over for the tournament. Uh, I, I I wanted to rant a little bit about Jordan Spieth, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind he at all. Ha- he had a moment on the second round. I think it was the second round where he hit two good, what he calls perfect shots. And the first one goes in the water, and then the second one goes into o- over the green. And he looks at his caddy who's his one of his best friends and you know mentors and he says two perfect shots Michael two perfect shots you put one in the water and now this one's over the green he literally called out his caddy blamed his caddy for those two shots uh on like in front of the cameras and twitter and facebook and all social media kind of erupted and they freaked out at Jordan Spieth so much that on Saturday uh, there were people in the crowd who were uh, cheering his caddy every time uh, Spieth hit a good shot. <laughs> Spieth would hit a good shot, and they'd be like, "Good, good job, Michael! Good job, Michael!" Uh, I hate that shit. I hate when people call out their caddies. Because, because my thing is, the caddy gives you the numbers, a suggestion. A suggestion. He gives you a suggestion. It is your job as the professional to follow through and execute. It is not yeah, the caddy's it, job to swing the freaking club. Yeah, and if you are not certain about the distance that your caddy just provided you, then you have the ability to look up the the distances yourself. If you ever, if you're not a big golf fan, and next time you watch a golf event, look back left pocket of every single pro. There's a little notebook. That notebook is full of full of notes from their practice rounds of where things are and how far things are. They they plan all this stuff. That's why they're professional golfers. That's their job. So Spieth could look at his notebook and say, "Ah, uh, you know what, Michael? I, I'm reading this as yeah. 165, not 175." But he didn't. It, so it, to blame it, his caddy it's, is preposterous. It's, it's a relationship. Like you, you're supposed to bounce the the suggestions and the ideas off each other and work at it. It's communication. But if their communication right not there then it's not going to work but my thing is ne- though is when i heard about that when actually yeah. i saw it on tv there's mm-hmm. one thing i thought of you're, you're probably going to laugh maybe not bubble watson nope it's a, it's a oh. non, it's a non-real life character the first thing i thought of was shooter mcgavin oh, shooter from McGavin. happy <laughs> gilmore when he goes he goes what do you think i should do here 
I think you should hit your five iron. Oh, give me my wedge. Chips it in. Ah, five iron, huh? Well, well you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. That's a better one than I thought of. I thought of Bubba Watson like firing oh, his caddy in the yeah. middle of a round. I remember that. Which he, I think he's done once or twice. He's done twice. Um, I just, I, I really, I really don't like that, Dan. It's one of those things like I like, I like Spieth, but I lost a lot of respect for it, him. It's because what it's for, for. I was gonna say for me, it's like a hockey player. He hits the puck and he misses the net and then blames the stick. It's just like no, that's n- that's not the yeah. case, sir. Your stick is fine. <laughs> it's how you, you know, swing it. Do you remember when Spieth came up into the PGA Tour? It I was do. always we. It's we. It was always we with him. It's like he said a hundred times. It's like if I hit a bad shot, we hit a bad shot. Like he was proud of that fact. What happened to that? What happened to that, Jordan Spieth? Be- being a mediocre golfer on the PGA Tour for the last four years completely changed your personality? Like that's a little ridiculous. Now, I know it's the one event, and his caddy kind of played it off like a baller because they asked him like at the end of the round, they said, what do you think about uh, Jordan's comments to you? And he's like, what comments? I didn't hear anything. And the, the caddy just, he's so used to tuning that stuff out because of what I found out, he's a former fifth grade teacher. He he knows how to tune that kind of shit out. Oh, so, absolutely. <laughs> so he probably actually didn't hear Jordan, but that's kind of not the point. Uh, I will say this. Um I was a little disappointed uh, after the first two days with my pick, Patrick Cantlay. But boy, did yeah. he come come in hot on the weekend. He did. He he played pretty well. Um, he couldn't maintain it. No, you know? he couldn't. Like, that was the one thing that, like, I, I saw his name up there a bunch of times. It's the same thing with um, Molinari. They, they, they got themselves all the way up there, and then they just fizzled back down. <laughs> It's a tough golf course. It, it, even though it was scorable, it was still a tough course. Look at what Justin Rose, who's unstoppable. He Justin Rose was on, on pace for um, having like a record low putts. I mean, he was. He, he, there's 18 holes on a golf course. Each of the day, he was just over 20, and then on Sunday, he finished three over and couldn't make a single putt. So that kind of stuff can happen. And I'm, I'm going to say this before we would go and take our first break, but. Uh, yeah, two guys that I was shocked. Yeah, about missing. Well, obviously my wild card pick, Justin Thomas. Yeah, just, I wasn't surprised just, by that. Uh, you know, it was one of those for me. Like I was surprised, but wasn't like I thought he was going to come out and look yeah. good and this and that. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. one that shocked me was Tony Finau. That one shocked me a little yeah. bit because that's very unlike him to miss the cut. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you know. That's what the commentators were saying a lot. I don't know. I I'm still not big on this guy. I like him as a person, but I haven't seen him do anything yet. I want to see him do something. I want to see him at a major. I want to see him compete for the first place, not finish top ten, not finish top twenty. I want to see him uh, do what Kepka did, come on Sunday, guns blazing, and try to win. And I haven't seen that from Finau in any event yet. Well, I haven't watched all events. Well, one. I know he's one of well, few. Well, one but. person that. Is constantly in the mix. You know, I mentioned him uh, back when we were talking about the PGA Championship. He didn't pan mm-hmm. out then, but he sure as hell panned out this time. Was Xander Shoffley? It's the guy. I oh yeah. Picked. My my God, what a final round! <laughs> he the look, kid is he un- good. Kid is unreal. When Adam yeah. Scott had that shot on that par four, where he's got mm-hmm. his shot already at like six seven feet from the hole, like it's sure. really close. And Shoffley mm-hmm. pulled a ha- another Happy Gilmore. Somebody's right. closer. Yes. Like just oh my God. Puts yeah. it. He almost hit Adam Scott's ball out of the way 
and like en route to like a three foot from the hole. I was pretty good. Oh my god, I was so and happy. I got two more quick ones to cover. Uh, just over scores. Uh, Bub Watson missed the cut big, which I'm I'm happy about because I hate Bub Watson. But uh, he was like plus what nine? I think I, yeah, plus nine. Uh, he missed the cut plus nine. And Tiger Woods, uh, Tiger was weird. He had a really strange. He couldn't make a single putt all weekend. And then on Sunday he comes out. I think he was like four over through the first five or six yep. holes. And then and then he just birdied everything. But because he was so far behind at that point, he had literally no chance. I think he finished at like two under. Yeah, two under. Yeah. So de- decent showing, but Tiger just looks like a shell of himself as well out there. Or he did at least this time around. He just didn't look that so, good. So just to, just to let you know, so he went uh, four over through the first six. He then went uh, one, two, three, four, five, six under in the in the last 12 holes. Yeah, that's and, and the weird part about it was as he's tearing up the golf course because it's so late in the day, and now we're the, the TV was focused on Woodland, Kepka, Rose, Rom, Shoffley, and all those guys. You didn't see Tiger do any of this. It was so weird to have Tiger Woods on the golf course tearing it apart, and they only showed him once in a while. Yeah, because he was so far behind. His shot on eighteen but, though was sick, and then his it was pop was good. great too. Yeah, it was definitely great. Uh, Woodland, uh, he he finished off his round and the win with like a twenty foot putt for birdie on eighteen. That was great. Which was really good. Uh, congrats, Woodland. I'm I'm happy for him. He should have won a major a little while ago. Uh, I'm happy that he's rebound and his life is getting back together, and now he's a major champion. You know, and uh, I also wanted to shout out a uh, Clayton Brown. Uh, my good friend uh, over yeah, at uh, at Wilson Golf. Wilson Golf oh, he's... struck it big with Gary Woodland. And uh, man, what, uh, congratulations to not only Gary Woodland but to Wilson for yeah, showing Wilson. that you guys are the real deal. That you're you guys are not just an afterthought to Titleist and TaylorMade. That you guys are a contender. Yes, and if you want to sponsor our show, you can have a fat, juicy advertisement in the next commercial section. <laughs> just, <don't> <laughs> just, just say it. <laughs> and I need new golf clubs. <coughs> I need new golf clubs. I'm tired of playing Adams. <laughs> I haven't played golf in like a year, so I'm tired of playing <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, you've been tired of playing for a long time. but I really have been. But uh, we are going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, the big move that happened in the NBA as well Mm -hmm. as the Women's World Cup in soccer. Uh, Yes. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. And welcome back from our break. It was quite the short break. It was a long break that lasted three days and 12 nights. <laughs> False. <laughs> so Okay, it was like four seconds. So, so, the, so the first topic we're going to run into is the big trade that involved the Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Which, is LeBron James the greatest general manager of all time? He's like general manager, owner, 
uh, just coach. Like he's all of it. It's I'm I you know I I've said this to other people who who follow basketball and they laugh at me and I'm like oh yeah, laugh at this. He has this ability to make teams around him. Like I've never seen in another sport. I've never ever seen in another sport. I have. I'm a Yankee fan, and we we had all the money in baseball, all the great players, and I still Derek Jeter could not just call his friends and be like, "Hey, you want to join the Yankees?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, no, it, it didn't work like that." And in basketball, LeBron, whatever team he goes to, a couple big names always go with him. And it's happening again in Los Angeles. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty impressive. It, it really is. Like it, it's. It's absolutely crazy. And um, it's like like you said, uh, he was in Cleveland. He had uh, you know, uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie there. Yeah. And then he goes to Miami. Who follows him? Yeah. But Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He goes back yep. to Cleveland, and mm-hmm. he has some sort of piece added there. He then yeah. goes to the Lakers. Nothing this year, but then adds Anthony Davis. Right. It's it's right. not a coincidence. Is that where and wherever he goes, imp- he just adds people. And the most important part, they got rid of Lonzo Ball. That's the most important part because Lonzo Ball is trash and his dad is toxic. And I, I was talking to my buddy Anthony, who's a huge Laker fan, and he said, yeah, he's excited about Anthony Davis going to uh, Los Angeles because Davis is a good player. Uh, and so is LeBron, obviously. But getting rid of Lonzo Ball or getting rid of the Ball family is the best thing that he's excited. The most thing is oh, absolutely. most exciting thing for him. I, I actually saw a, a video that was posted on Bleacher Report earlier today. Of um, do you remember Big Daddy when Adam Sandler had the kid taken from him by the social oh, sure. services? So they yeah. they had the face of the coach of the Pelicans. Um, as like the social security guy or as the social okay. service guy, Lonzo okay. Ball uh-huh. was the kid and LeBron was Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it again, but it was so funny because it was like jib yeah, jab. That sounds funny. It was like the yeah. jib. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard. That's great. That's great. Um, and and now it, you know, the, the big talk is what's next because most people don't believe that this is it. I, I'm glad they you believe- said that because I'm actually reading yeah. an article that came out um, yesterday that okay. a day after the, the Lakers finalized the trade for Anthony Davis, apparently someone gave LeBron James a call. And it's his old friend and- Kyrie Irving. That would be really unfair. <laughs> if it's Kyrie... <laughs> LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same yeah. freaking team. Yeah. Welcome back that to Celtics Lakers rivalry. Oh, yeah, because the Celtics are starting to get really good again and the Lakers who have been really trash um are, are starting to do that and and yeah, the league is starting to get a little bit more competitive, which is kind of nice. Uh, here's the official, by the way. Uh, the Lakers get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans in exchange for Alonzo Ball, Brandon er- er- Ingram, Josh Hart, the number four overall pick in this week's draft, two future first-round picks, um, tw- one in uh, 2021 if it falls one to eight, uh, or 2022 unprotected, and the Lakers 2024 first rounder uh with the right to defer until 2025 
And the Pelicans can also swap first-round picks with the Lakers in 2023. Complicated as all hell, but the Lakers literally gave everything. Everything. And I guess if you're getting rid of your number four overall pick, that means you just, I guess there's no one in the draft that they wanted or they thought they that LeBron could build around. Or because LeBron's 36 years old, maybe they're just going for the, the win now. Like, hey. I can't wait for this kid to get good. I have to win now with the Lakers. Yeah, and the other thing is the Pelicans have had their eye on a guy in the draft because they have the number one pick, uh, mm-hmm. being Zion Williamson, guy from Duke. So that they're going to take they're, they're going to take him first. Okay. Now you have now you add to the mix that they're going to have a the first pick and the fourth pick. And the fourth, yeah. You're going to possibly get a guy like J. A. Morant from Murray State who's projected mm-hmm. to go around number three or four, you pair him with Zion Williamson and then add guys like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who is a phenomenal talent. He's a phenomenal power forward. Uh, is it Corey Hart or did you say Kyle Hart? Uh, I said Josh Hart. Josh Hart or, neither, <laughs> or none of the above. Uh, was it Steven? Was it Chris? Was it Bob? Was it Carl? Bob. It was Carl, wasn't it? It was, it was Car- Carl Hart. Kevin. It was Kevin Hart. Oh, it was Kevin Hart. Um, Josh Hart. So I, for some reason, I thought that there was a Corey Hart on the, on the Lakers, but I digress. Um, I don't know. The name sounds familiar. Go ahead. The Pelicans are going to have a lot of good players. They have a lot of young, talented players on that team. I think their average age will probably be upwards of about 25 or 26 years old. They don't have a lot of older players on their team. So they're going for the rebuild slash future look. Yeah, they're going to go for the future look, kind of like how Toronto did it. Because Kawhi's not that he's not that old. Kyle, I didn't Kyle, think he was. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's young. Sayakum's young. Abaka's young. They're, I mean, these are all. Kawhi ge- Leonard is twenty-seven. Yeah. So yeah, he's just entering his prime. Right. So they went for the trade for him when he's kind of like right at his like midpoint, like 25, 26 years old, and right. and then build from there instead of mm-hmm. trading for a thirty-six-year-old LeBron James who probably sure. only has realistically two or three years left um he's pretty healthy yeah, if he, he wants he, he was, could probably he play was hurt his... all last year well yeah yeah I, I don't know we'll see if those injuries start to build up maybe you're right but if he somehow stays healthy he could play into his 40s he's he's a he's, yeah, he's like zero body fat he's a beast so yeah, it, he's it's a, not he's a freak athlete and uh, yeah. and i think adding a piece like anthony davis to your squad yeah will oh, actually yeah. take a lot of pressure off of him so that he's not doing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes yeah. their team just that much more dangerous. And Anthony Davis is only 26. Yeah. So, you know, if LeBron, let's say, does only have three years and somehow Anthony Davis is a Laker for life, by the time LeBron retires, you still have like five years of Anthony Davis potentially. So I mean, you have you you have Anthony Davis for a for a long time possibly. So if you get a person like Kyrie and you get a Kyrie and a Davis around LeBron, you're probably going to win at least one championship, maybe two. And then when LeBron's done, if those other players decide to stay there, the Lakers, which they probably will, because it's the Lakers, you know, it's like one of the premier basketball franchises. Uh, Lakers could be looking at a, a a potential good team right there. Yeah, I, I think for me, I think their odds of winning the championship this year, it as of right now, I right. think are low. And I'll tell you why. 
it's because they need more than just those two pieces. I agree. They need at least one more solid player. If they land Kyrie, forget it. The championship is going through L.A. It's going to happen. Sure. Well, even if it's not Kyrie, let's say it's somebody else, but of equal caliber or close to could equal be like caliber. a Jimmy Butler or like a Kemba Walker or one Which of those guys. I, I've I've heard both of those names being thrown around. And Chris Paul, I've heard Chris Paul as well. I haven't heard that one, but I wouldn't be surprised by it. But I I think they would probably still try to go younger. I think they're I think the Lakers are looking for a little bit of a younger. I don't know how old Chris Paul is at this this point. How old is he? I think he's in his early thirties, if I remember correctly. I think he's he's thirty four. Yeah. So I mean that's he's still a good player, but maybe as like that extra piece. Yeah, kind he's of a thing. good bench player at this point. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that to. Have, I don't want to offend people because I might be wrong. But uh, I'm looking at some of the points. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. He, yeah, he had a couple good games against the Warriors because I guess he plays for the Rockets currently. Yes, he does with James Harden. Yeah. So that might he might not leave just because of that, to be honest. Yeah, because I mean, the the Rockets are a good team, and they they're probably going to make another run for it. So he might just stick it out. Yeah, which I would imagine. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, so yeah, there's some big trades going on in the NBA. Yeah, big moves, big moves. But from that, we go to the Women's World Cup. Yeah, and we don't have to linger too much on this because they're still in the group staging uh, stages. But um, without getting too off topic the reason why this world cup never gets any traction is because forever the world has always viewed anything that women do as inferior to men's and it's sad and it's unfortunate because if you've watched any of this women's world cup you realize that these these women are killing it they're awesome they're entertaining it's just as much fun if not more fun than watching the men play. So if you're a soccer fan but you don't watch the Women's World Cup because, like you probably say to yourself, oh, who cares, you're missing out. It's been a fantastic World Cup. Um, the U.S. team, by the way, is kicking ass. <laughs> so to put it lightly, in two games, they've scored 16 two games. goals. <laughs> two games! 16 goals. The next closest highest goals is actually tied at seven. Between yeah. Sweden, right, France, mm-hmm. and your ladies from Italia. Yes, yes. Um, France has played three games, though. By the way, yes, they have. If you're not a soccer fan and you don't understand, like the, the like why that's amazing, sixteen goals in two games, average of eight goals a game, which that's not what the actual average is because one game was thirteen nothing, the last game was three nothing, but. Um, that just doesn't happen in soccer. In football, uh, a thirteen nothing win is like a a uh, hundred and sixty to three in football. That's the equivalent. Like you say, oh, that'll never happen. Well, you're not supposed to win thirteen nothing in soccer. This is no. I can't even score thirteen goals in FIFA. So no. I I don't even I don't know how. Yeah, seriously, I I don't know how they did it. There, except for the fact that they're phenomenal. Uh, they're extreme athletes and they're super passionate. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, Thursday coming up, big game: U.S. versus Sweden. The, the, they're both in Group F. Um, both are definitely going to be advancing, Sweden and the U.S. But whoever gets first has an advantage. So first in the in the group. So the U.S. right now is going to by goal differential. 
Sweden has to pretty much win. If they tie, then the U.S. stays at number one because of goal differential. Uh, and so far, Germany, Norway, France, and Spain have advanced to the round of 16. So by next week, we'll be able to talk more about the 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 meat of the tournament. Because right now, it's just group staging. There's a lot of... Um, a, a lot of smaller matches going on, and, and they're all biting for the top two in each group. Uh, Italy is in first place in their group. England is doing pretty well. I know a lot of American soccer fans like the uh, the Premier League, so you got the women English team is kicking some butt. Canada is most likely going to advance. I don't know why that's funny to me. I just guess I don't. Whenever I see Canada, I'm like, oh, am I looking at hockey? Like, they shouldn't be good at any other sports. But, hey, the women's soccer team is uh, going to make it to the, bracket, uh, to the round of 16. So that's kind of cool. Uh, today I actually watched, while I was at the gym, I watched Spain and China. Spain is like a heavy favorite because it's Spain. And China managed to 0-0 draw Spain, which is a pretty big deal for one reason now spain who should be with germany in their group as the top two spain if they lose their next game which i don't know who they're playing let me find out let me find out let me find out um i don't know i can't tell i I can't tell but uh depending on other games they might not advance if uh other games pan out like if, if China wins their last game, I think there's, are they playing three? No, three games is all they play. I don't know, but Spain isn't, they're not necessarily safe at this, at the point of this recording, which is kind of a big deal, but they'll probably make it through. It'll probably be Germany and Spain. That's my guess. I mean, that would so. be quite, quite the, the story if, if China ends up advancing over Spain. Right. Uh, I don't think they're gonna, I, I, I think if, think if i'm reading the brackets right uh south africa supposed to play so if that's the case then i might be wrong already i think spain is safe um i don't know there's a lot of teams and i've been pay- trying to pay attention to as many as i can but it's kind of hard so there's that uh but yeah next week we'll, I'll, I'll inform uh, like how the next stage oh, is going spain, spain already advanced they did okay yeah so there you go because because the, they that group they've all played three games Okay. And Spain and China had uh, four points each, but Spain had a goal differential of three to China's goal. one. There it is. Okay. Okay. So there you go. The ESPN uh, app is a little hard to read sometimes, so I apologize for that. So, okay. So Spain did advance. And Germany and Spain, France, it, the, there's kind of a cool little like equivalence between men's soccer and women's soccer, the same countries that kind of dominate men's soccer are kind of dominating women's soccer, except for the U.S. U.S. should not be in that that scenario because the men's team is not that good. I will say this. One thing that I'm actually really intrigued about between all the groups, I'm, I'm looking at the, the standings now, and I think you, already, you might have already mentioned it, but Brazil and Arge- Australia. What if Australia advances over Brazil? That would be that would be a big one. That'd be a very 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 big story. Because um, their goal differential right now is only Australia is only down by one goal. Yep, and they're they've all played two games at this point. Right, so they still that have whole, one game group. left. Yeah, uh, it looks like Italy's pro. Well, you know what? Italy is not safe technically, so uh, it's up for grabs. Jamaica is the only one that's eliminated from that one. So poor, poor Jamaica. 
Yeah, listen. Uh, the the fact that they made it as such a small country, that's pretty impressive as it is, to be completely honest with you. So they're probably still very proud that they even made it there. Uh, elsewhere, the only group that hasn't finished at this point of recording is Group E, but that's pretty much determined. Netherlands and Canada look like they're going to be advancing without any any doubts. So, yeah, a lot of uh, it's really fun, and the games are really really interesting. Uh, except for that thirteen nothing that that game was more just for you know just to see a lot of goals. Yeah, which some people like. I mean, some people like, but there are other people. <laughs> Mainly in Thailand, uh, did did not like to see that many goals. Yeah. That poor that poor Thailand goalie. My God, yeah. she was getting just massacred. Yeah, Dan, they've scored one goal and they've had eighteen scored against. That, that's uh, that's that's really bad. <laughs> that, that's that, that's not good. But at least they got one, right, Chile? What happened? No goals. <laughs> Come on, Chile, got to get at least one. And New Zealand, zero goals. And Argent- Argentina not scoring any goals. See, and it's the one tight. goal that Thailand scored was against Sweden. Yeah, how about that? That's right. That's a good goal to do it against, I guess. It doesn't matter. This division's pretty much all set. Pretty much. I mean, I I think the U.S. will probably win against Sweden. Um, and then hopefully next week we'll, we'll, we'll look at the bracket and then we'll make our predictions after the round of 16 is set. That way it's nice and organized. That sounds so, like a plan. Okay, good. I'm glad. Well, we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to do our final thoughts, our wrap-up, and our Twitter polls. So stay tuned. And we're back from our final break. Another long break, oh, by the way. God, it was so, so long. My God, it never super, ended. Super I need a nap. I need a nap. That was. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, give us your final thoughts on this episode, Tom. Uh, what, what, are your big, what are your big takeaways? My big takeaways. I'm happy the Raptors got their first NBA championship. That's really exciting. Uh, the NBA, for the first time in my in the recent history, at least to my knowledge, is starting to get this weird sense of competitiveness, which I think is great for the sport. It's really, in my opinion, it's really bad if two or three teams are the only ones that are good every year, and because then it's boring. Like, what's the point of watching the regular season if the playoffs are going to be the same three teams? Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're throwing in the Lakers, the Raptors, the Celtics, um, the pe- the p- potentially the Pelicans. You know, if if their draft picks go correctly, they could be a, an underdog, a sleeper. And you got the Warriors, and you got all these other teams, and the Rockets. So f- now it's starting to look competitive, and that's good. And I'm 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 thinking that's going to make for a really exciting year. And I'm going to try next year to watch more basketball. I'm going to try to watch more basketball. Uh, what else? Uh, Gary Woodland, pretty pretty impressive. He was extremely, um, he was extremely calm the entire day. You know, that was one thing on that Sunday. I noticed is that he looked like he was laser focused. Like he barely showed any emotion on any putt, Nothing. any chip in, or anything. It was like Jason Duffner out there. 
Yeah. Hey, you know, he had a bogey in the late in uh, on Sunday's round. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this might be it. You know, that one bogey, now he might spiral. And I think he birdied the next hole. Like, to do that, on U.S. Open on a Sunday, on Father's Day nonetheless, and he's a new father, uh, all that pressure I thought was going to get to him. I said that to everybody. That Gary Woodland is not going to win this championship because he's never really been there before, and the times he has been hasn't been that good. And he proved me, and I bet you a lot of other people wrong. I agree. Um, and while I say that, we'll tie it into the first poll, okay? Because the first poll was who will win the 2019 Ryder Cup. I will I say this. On I Sunday. voted on this, I uh, okay. probably want to say, about five days ago. So I actually have no idea what the well, final I only result is. I only posted it on Sunday morning. This is this one's just from Sunday oh, morning. I thought you posted one from like last week about the, the U.S. Open. No, no, just just oh, the one. Then um, just on Sunday then. So I took the four leaders at the time: uh, Woodland, Rose, Kepka, and Ustasen. Luyu, one of my favorite swings. I love that man. Shrek and his golf swing. Uh, what Shrek? Oh, the his nickname. Why? You you don't remember why, why his nickname is Shrek? No, because of his gap tooth. Oh, oh. Shrek had a gap too? Yes. Oh. Where have you hmm. been? <laughs> <laughs> Not looking at a fake character's teeth, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had uh, 32 votes, so thank you for everyone wow. who voted. Thank you so much, not everybody. Too, yeah, not bad. Uh, who did you vote for? I actually voted for Gary Woodland. Did you? Okay. Uh, I, I did... On one of my accounts, and then I've, I I I put uh, Rose as an as another one. Um, the winner of this poll was Justin Rose. People thought that old Justin Rose was going to pull this one off. He was going to come back and win. And I don't blame them for thinking that because the way he was putting was amazing. Yeah. And if he could have kept that up on Sunday, he might have been. Uh, I agree. The winner, but. But Justin did not win. It was all Gary. So and, and you, know, you guys I, were wrong. I think what a lot of people didn't take into account is, number one, those four names, you knew three of them. A lot of the people who voted probably were like, Gary Woodland, he's leading, but who's Gary Woodland? He'll choke on Sunday. I bet you a lot of – well, I bet you the ones who voted are probably mostly golf fans because a couple people pick Louis Eustacen. And I feel like you have to be a real golf fan to know who Louis Eustacen is. Even though he's a major champion, I still feel like you have to know because he's not a yeah, household name. You're right. Neither is Woodland. But Rose and Kepka are kind of the household names uh, out of that list. So, I don't know. I mean, Louis Eustacen finished last, which rightfully so because he was furthest out at that point. Uh, Kepka came in third. So, no one showed Kepka love. He ended up finishing second, everyone. So, y'all messed up there. And then Woodland third, and then Justin Rose final. So there's that. Yeah, you know it. It was a great just week in general of sports. You know, with the U.S. Open, I think that was probably the most entertaining major tournament that I've seen in in a long it time. It was it was really fun to watch to see not only the leaders play well, on, especially on that front nine, but to see a lot of these right. other players like Adam Scott and Xander Shoffley and oh, yeah. John Rahm just, and McElroy, like making these great shots and putts and chips. There were so many good shots, Dan. Oh, my God. The chip-ins, like you said before, I, I couldn't believe how many times Molinari or, or Woodland were going to chip in to save pars. 
Like that was just phenomenal. The the, the, the <laughs> down the downhill do breaking left chip in by Woodland probably was the oh, shot of the so tournament. Good. That was unbelievable. Was so good. Uh, my other take: uh, watch soccer. I know it's America. I know America loves to hate on soccer for some reason. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Show the women's support. This team is going to do far more than the men's team will ever do because the men's team is just not that good. And the, you know, the women's team is constructed with some of the best athletes this country has to offer. And they go out there and they, they bleed and they sweat for, for our country and to win a championship. And it shows. They're extremely passionate. It's a lot of fun. They, Show some support and watch them. You know, give them a chance because, you know, uh, like you said, that people just in terms of just women's sports in general, um, they don't give them enough credit. No. They're they not don't. even close. But yet you no. see these play- people, uh, you know, these women in the World, the World Cup. What about uh, yeah. you know WNBA? Not a lot of people give the, them credit, yeah. but they're incredibly athletic. They're incredibly and talented. It, and it sucks. And it sucks. And I hate it so much because for for thousands of years, women have always been the second class citizens to men. It, that's just the way it is. And like we can have that debate if you disagree with me, but it's it's clear, especially in the world of sports, because in any because people don't even realize sometimes that there's women hockey players, mm-hmm. but the United States women oh, hockey they're team unreal. is so good, they're unbelievably talented. And then they pop up. And people think like, oh wow, where did they come from? They they were there. No one pays attention. And it's really sad. You know, one of our uh, initial episodes was back like uh, about the All Star Game for the NHL back last season. Um, yeah. About that, uh, the women's hockey player who showed up at the Skills Challenge. And, oh and yeah, that oh, whole yeah. Controversy. Do you remember about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. How I ble- controversy. I, I believe. Well, no, about how she finished I know, in the top I, three. Yeah, they didn't recognize her. I, I, I know. Oh, oh, that part of yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the I part I was you. referring yeah. to, is the fact that she finished in the top three and beat some other NHL men, yeah, and she no. wasn't recognized, and I guess there's some sort of purse for finishing in the top three. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I, I didn't know I, that. I, I guess so. So I guess for, like, I think fastest skater, I think first place is, like, 50 grand. What? Oh, some cra- I thought they were just for fun. Oh, I thought so, too, I had, until I read that article. I had no idea. What? So apparently there was a purse for like fifty thousand of fastest skater. Second place was like twenty, and then third was like ten or something like that. Wow! So she was being denied a good ten thousand dollars, and not even recognized as a participant in the event. And it's not like they're making money like the NHL pros are, by the way, because they're not. No, not even they're close. Not. You know, I like, I don't even know where I can find women's hockey. That's how little it's talked about. I will say this on uh, the topic of women's hockey. I know we're getting a little yep. bit off topic, but a little bit. Um, one of my sister's good friends, her name is Stacy Hodgkins, was actually just inducted into the Holy Cross Sports Hall of Fame for hockey. The first female hockey player good. to be inducted Congrats. into the Holy Cross Hall of Fame. That's awesome. She's the That's leading great. goal scorer for Holy Cross in the four years <laughs> that she was there. That's great. And, and it's women like that who, who need to consistently, you know, show their skills. So, like, these, you know, men who have no respect for women mm-hmm. will kind of stop having no respect for women. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, 
this World Cup, which has been generating some buzz, especially after 13 nothing. I feel like that 13 nothing win might have been like the beginning of that. Now, if the U.S. goes through and they win, which they have a very good chance of doing, by the way, because they're a super team, um, I, maybe finally we can start talking about women's soccer and not have it so tab. Not I won't say taboo. It's not that bad, but like it's bad though. So uncared about like ESPN doesn't barely covers this it's the world cup like there's only a few events in the world that are more important to the world than the world cup I know America the isolationist kind of thing they're like and it's oh, not it's not that big and it's not every it's year big. too it's every what two or three years or is it four uh it's every four that's years that's what I thought so years. that's yeah. that's the thing if it was every year people would be like oh you know it's just another world cup or whatever but it's every four years just like the men yet nobody talks about it now I want to tell you how important the world cup is now this is the men's world cup but this is only because this is the only stat I found 2006 world cup it happened to be Italy versus France which was um one of the more historic battles yet in World Cup, or at least modern World Cup. The 2006 World Cup stands as one of the most watched events in television history, gathering an estimated... You ready for these numbers? I'm ready. 26.29 billion times viewed. Oh, my Compiled over the tournament. The final alone attracted about 715 million people. That is amazing. when we talk about, like, the Super Bowl being a highly viewed... It definitely is. We're talking, like... 30, 20, 30 million people. This was 715. So the world cares, and the world pays attention to the to the Women's World Cup. It's America that seems to not. Even though we have one of the best products uh, as far as teams go. I mean, we have, we have for years, though. Mia Hamm, Brandi oh, yeah. Chastain, just to name a oh, few. I mean, you have some of these famous yeah. players when oh, we were yeah. growing up. That even yep. I was like Hope me, Solo. Hope Solo. Mm-hmm. I don't. Solo. Like, I don't really like to t- talk about her, for <laughs> mainly because of her off the field actions. Yeah, I know. I know. I just on just on the field, fantastic. Player. Oh, she's phenomenal. <laughs> but God, off the field, she's. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Uh, we, we won't. We don't have to go on. <laughs> no, but Mia Hamm and Brandi Chastain. When I was when I was a Mia kid. Hamm. Oh, oh my yeah. God, she was one of the most it's athletic so and. Unbelievably yep. talented so players I've seen in women's soccer. It was cool seeing them on commercials all the time, too, back then. They put Mia Hamm on a Wheaties box. I know. So good. She deserved it. Oh, absolutely she, she did. But but nowadays, so do you see any women on any sort of cereal boxes or endorsed or anything like that? Other than I, I, Serena. I other than, I mean, honestly, I don't think I see many endorsements for Serena anymore. Other than Gatorade. Well, no, but she's kind of her her career's no, but that's what I'm end, saying. So that's what I'm getting at. That's that. what I'm getting at is that you don't no, no, see I, them endorsed I'm in with sports you. at trust all. Me, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm trust me, I'm 100 with you. And it's like, uh, it, it it just goes like I've said this before, and I don't want to rant about it for too too much longer. But um, it, the world has always viewed women as like second class citizens. Yep. And if you don't if you don't agree, just look at sports, and 100%. then there's really not much you can say. Because uh, even like the LPGA tour, the LPGA tour gets ripped apart all the time uh, because of the heavy Korean influence and the watered down winners. Because the same, you know. Oh, like what was it that David Ledbetter said? That oh, I bet you a, a, someone named Kim is going to win the tournament. Oh no, it wasn't David Ledbetter. Um, uh, Hank Haney. 
Hank Haney. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, I heard him say that. I was like, "What? Why? Why? Yeah. Why would you ever yeah. say that?" So now we're throwing racism into the equation. <laughs> it's bad, though. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, and the LPGA has its problems, and that's not one of them, by the way. Uh, the, the, you're free to play in wherever from wherever country you're from. It doesn't. That shouldn't matter. Uh, they have their other problems as far as marketing mm-hmm. and stuff like that goes. But anyway, I, I'm I'm wasting too much breath on this because no one, either people agree or they disagree, and they yeah. they don't seem to. I mean, change but uh, um, the bottom line is that people need to recognize women in sports. That's the bottom line. It's, yeah, especially right now with the World Cup, and that was my whole point. Just go and watch the damn World Cup. It's a lot of fun. You you'll enjoy yourself. Believe me. Oh, absolutely. I know that. You so, know, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna actually have it recording on my on my DVR for when I get home from work because it's at two o'clock in the afternoon. You should. It'll be it'll be really fun. By the way, uh, one thing before my final thoughts are done. Eric Carlson uh, signed with the Sharks for an eight year, uh, eighty eight million. Eighty eight million. He'll be receiving eleven point five million per season. Uh, most <coughs> most points by defenseman since two thousand nine. Eric Carlson with five hundred thirty or sixty three. Number two, Brent Burns with five hundred thirty two. Next closest is Keith Yandel at four eighty four. Now you have Burns and Carlson on the same team. If Carlson stays healthy for the next eight years, the Sharks will win a couple Stanley Cups. Mark my words. It will happen. It will. It has to. If he stays healthy and Burns continues to be Brent Burns. Absolutely. We'll see. So that was something that happened earlier today. Anyway, that's all I got, Dan. So for me, for my final thoughts, kind of a piggyback off of you. I know we just talked a while about it, but watching women in sports and – uh, I know this isn't like a big interest of yours, but uh, I, I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid. And they have actually, Tom, you guys don't want to listen to this. Oh, I'm up. I'm up. They have actually gotten the women more involved in the sport mm-hmm. and giving them more recognition. They actually had the first time in, uh, so they have had WrestleMania for over 50 years now. They had the okay. they had the first all women main event in WrestleMania history this past year. I heard about that, including Ronda Rousey. That, oh, and another fantastic off the field person. But but <laughs> what I'm getting at is that more of these sports are trying to recognize women as Good. the same style athletes that the men are, and, and they should. And they should. They absolutely should. And I think. Women in these sports need to they need to be understood as they're doing the same things the men are doing, but yep. they're not being as recognized for it. No, they're not. There's not, and they need to be. Yep, and I agree. And you know, on top of that, you know, uh, U.S. Open one of the, one of the most entertaining U.S. Opens I've, I've seen in a long time. Um, NBA Finals, it was great. Um, crazy last minute of the game took probably about an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just to like finish it, it. Uh, as I say this I hear your lovely pup in the background oh can you hear him oh jeez <laughs> oh, I oh, think it was the wrestling that I, I think the wrestling <laughs> I actually didn't start hearing it until I brought up wrestling <laughs> uh, Rocky uh, Rocky, I hear you your, your owner is just the same way um, but yeah that's pretty much all I got in terms of my final thoughts well, next week we have another pretty busy week. Um, 
not as busy. This is the last, this was kind of the last of the big weeks for a little while. We do have Wimbledon coming up, which, you know, I'll get me and my tennis nerds nice and excited for. That'll be pretty fun. I think that's like less than a month away, maybe like three weeks away at this point. I think it starts like early July. Yeah, I think it's the July. week after the 4th, I believe. Some, yeah, so that sounds right. That sounds right. Normally starts on a Monday and then ends two weeks later. It's a two-week event, so it's, you'll get two episodes, me talking about tennis. So if that excites you i you'll you'll enjoy it and if not i'm sorry i'm still talking about it so f you whoa ho hey ho hey no um, hey i didn't i i censored i know you did just, <laughs> just telling our fans f you <laughs> f you fans well and there you did it again uh, <laughs> so thank you everybody it's a it's a it's a fake f you i love it. i know i know you do well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Tom, thanks, as always, for joining me. This yep. is always a blast, always a fun time talking sports. Yep. Um, make sure, if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Make sure to also head over to tpublic.com and check out our merchandise. Um, later this summer, actually in July, my family and I were actually going on vacation to Martha's Vineyard, and all of my family members now have Ride the Pine t-shirts. Oh, nice. my nephew, and we will be taking a picture and posting it on our Instagram so you guys can all get your uh, T-shirts as well. They're incredibly comfortable. Um, Tom, I still need to get you one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, thank I, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, all the love and support, um, especially on Twitter. We are actually over 100 followers on Twitter now. Woo-hoo. And I am very excited about that. I struggled at about 45 to 50 followers for a long time. So thank you for everybody who's followed us, both on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Really appreciate it. But for all of us here at Ride the Pine, we'll talk to you all next week. And have a good one. Also, Dan? Yes? Uh, why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? Because it had two wheels? Mm-hmm. Close. Because it was too tired. Haha. <laughs> Uh, oh, then uh, have, a, have a good week, guys and uh, gals. Oh my God, stay uh, safe. Uh,